Collaboration is important, like really important. At our infamous day job, it's even one of our core values. Without it, what we do every day, plainly, wouldn't be possible. So when something is that important, is there a wrong way to even do it? What happens when a team that used to share four walls and a roof suddenly find themselves spread across a city, if not a continent? What used to be a simple knock on the door is now seemingly ever more complex mind-reading tricks of finding the right moment to disrupt a coworker without completely destroying their workflow. You see, in short, even something so basic and so foundationally important can be done wrong. It does come at a cost, especially in the remote heavy world we now find ourselves in. Basic social cues can evaporate in the midst of a Slack channel, and what used to be a simple team building by exposure equation now requires an intentional formula of prompts, nudges, and sometimes outright forced interaction. In this post-pandemic society then, how can we best use this magical technology to bridge the gap and strengthen bonds while being a globe apart? What is the cost of collaboration? Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here this week to talk the cost of collaboration, which probably just seems like the most counter-us topic in the entire world because that's seemingly one of the things we talk about all the time is, you know, why do we have all this technology? One of the reasons is to connect people right across great yep. distances and, you know, bridge that gap and collaboration is one of the best byproducts of that. But we, we, we arrived at this topic as a group in recent weeks just because it's part of a larger narrative that there, yes, there are massively long lists of great things that come from these tools and the collaboration that comes out of them. But as with anything else that has a good overuse, misuse, just the, there is another side to that sword every single time and collaboration's no different. So yeah, we got to talking about what is the cost of all those collaborative opportunities that we've opened up, uh, you know, Primarily, as always, with the focus of this show on the technology behind the collaboration that we have today um, to finish setting that stage. Of course, the you know COVID pandemic era, as it were, you know, I don't know if it created as many technologies as it just poured gasoline on yeah. the fire mm-hmm. that were. I was going to say, I think a lot of it was there to st- to start with, but a lot of it came to the forefront and got a lot more attention because it was suddenly actually being used. Right. You know, I think about, you know, Zoom is effectively a household word today. I was just going to say, yeah, everyone yeah, knows. That it would have taken an us to even know what it, have known what it was yeah. pre, call what it is, March 2020. Mm-hmm. And the world's pivot to, we have to be able to work and play and communicate and everything else from either the distance of across a street, which was effectively no different than across the continent for, for some yeah. people for what felt like a very, very long time. Um, what's interesting is as things have opened back up again and, you know, up crept back more towards normal. Another thing to kind of interrogate on this topic is how many of those collaborative tools are at minimum here with us to stay for a while and maybe here to stay with us forever. So, you know, having set that stage, you know, for you guys in, you know, we don't have to keep referring to it as pre COVID post COVID, whatever. So we're just going to stick with the here and now for now. 
as three people that both work and do this show from three different geographies. We've discussed that in, on the show before. You know, we are not we're not even in the same city, much less in the same building or room right now. And, that, and then that's been true for the entirety of this show. Um, and, and also for our day-to-day jobs, what are some of those collaborative tools that are most impactful to you guys on a daily basis? Well, I guess work-related, you know, daily basis is going to be uh, voice over IP phones. Sure. I mean, just having that, mm-hmm. um, you know, soft phone situation where you can have a program running on your computer with a headset plugged into it and microphone and all that. And you're effectively, you know, able to call as long as you have an internet connection. And then, you know, there have been times during storms or whatever, where my internet has gone out and I've still been able to, um, get on a cell phone, cellular hotspot and still use the soft phone calling from my work extension to clients and then using it also to power my computer's internet, you know, at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in, in the past, your power goes out, you know, or your phone lines go down one or the other, you're either way, you're you're not making calls at that point. And now I've got, you know, built in redundancy, as long as I have internet and a cell phone with that same soft phone app on it, I can make calls from wherever I have internet connection, which is, which is pretty crazy. Well, and Eric too, you're, you're kind of one of those work from home hipsters. You've been doing it since before it was cool. (laughs) I I started, you know, back in my day, um, I, uh, had a Cisco router that had a point to point VPN connection back to the main office. And I had a, and I had a hard phone plugged into it. Like we were able to route because the phone system, even though it was, you know, ethernet still, it still got an IP address. It was not you know, a cloud-based phone system. I had to connect back to our actual phone system in the office over the VPN connection. And I was able to do that. And that was almost 15 years ago now at this point. Yeah. And I started yeah, wow, doing that's that. crazy. Yeah. So, you know, the technology's definitely come a long way. It's much better than the, <laughs> than right. the VPN connection. Because again, like we, like I just talked about, there were a lot of failure points. If my internet went down, then both my computer and my phone connection would go down because I wouldn't have that link to the office. Or if your connection went down on the other side, my connection would also go down. Um, you know, so there was a lot of those, you know, break points in it where things could go bad. And it just seems like we've flipped the script on that now. And the technology that we use has turned all of those break points are, are just, they go away because you've literally got the ability to just jump on a different device that has it. Or I can get a, a nice headset and go sit and drive my car and my laptop down to the local right. McDonald's and mm-hmm. jump on Wi-Fi and make With sure my VPN is on and, you know, <laughs> to keep my, my, my packets private yeah. and whatever. But, but then as long as I'm on, you know, internet, yeah. there you go. I'm, I'm working again. You're up. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty crazy to be able to do that now. And Cody, on the flip side of that coin, you know, just, you know, through a change in, you know, your life setup in the last year. So it's relatively new for you to be, mm-hmm. you know, Holy working you you were you were here in Southwest Florida with us when during the COVID piece of it. So mm-hmm. you know, obviously a lot of us worked from home during that, but you were still working from home in the city of where you work. Now you're still in Florida, but you're elsewhere in Florida. So what what is what more recently has that brought changes to you even post post pandemic, but current now? Yeah, definitely like Eric mentioned, the ease of like accessing all of these applications, right? Like I don't have right. to have a VPN. I don't have to connect in a certain way. I just go to these sites or, you know, and log in, you know, so it's very easy to, like he said, yep. like, oh, have a device that accesses these things. 
Yep. Um, yeah, and like Eric said, I would say like not necessarily void, but like the messaging app aspect yeah, of it. Definitely. Um, definitely heavily use that in the day to day, whether you're like talking to people, asking someone a question, you know, you know, before you'd have to shoot them an email or give them a call and that might be longer. But now, you know, with with these tools, you can get that instant communication. So, so like, you're, you're referring to like in our case would be Microsoft Teams. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and the chat based aspect of that, you know, for, for anyone else out there, you might be using Slack or just, mm-hmm. you know, any of Discord to a certain level back, I've seen. Sure. Yeah. You know, back in, back in our day, it would have been, you know, um, instant messaging Aim. as it once yeah. would have been referred to and uh, is definitely no longer. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's so funny how that term has instantly aged itself. Like no one calls it instant messaging. They, they just no. don't. But that, that is exactly what it was across the, across the board. Oh, I'll Not send you an IM. That, oh my <laughs> yep. God. Yeah. See, no, no nobody one, says that anymore. That phrase Actually, is so I might still dated. say that sometimes. Well, it's a carryover. But yeah. anyway, no. So, you know, so Eric, you, you know, the phones, you're absolutely right. Cody, mm-hmm. you know, the chat aspect of it. Because you guys obviously are, you know, in those queues talking to team members throughout the day coordinating logistics and having to it's so funny Eric, because your example is the phone and you're absolutely right and because so much of your direct facing you know work is client and partner facing so you're yeah. speaking to them on the phone and cody i know you do an enormous amount of that too but being even deeper into the frontline troubleshooting weeds of things you're as much or more collaborating with team members exchanging mm-hmm. ideas or you know triaging things and whatnot and so much of that happens because even slowing down for a phone call takes much longer than just shooting off a five second message so mm-hmm. uh, you know you know my side of you know what we do and how, how it's changed and again this was born out of the pandemic is no longer made necessary by it but we've kept it for a lot of other efficiency reasons is the shift of meetings many meetings not all i'm a pretty big stickler for that but many meetings to to that remote environment to you know zoom teams google meet what have you these video meetings what what i've always found fascinating about that is that was definitely not a new technology we had you know the ability to sit in front of a webcam slap on a microphone and talk to someone for years Mm before the pandemic. I mean, and it wasn't that the technology was substandard. It absolutely improved in just almost incalculably as the investments were made into that technology during and post COVID, Mm -hmm. but it was perfectly usable for a very, very long time prior to that. For me, that was as much a stigma change as it was a technology change. Um, Mm -hmm. People that, you know, were just like, you know, because we, we would make the offer. It was, there was some selfishness to it. You know, Southwest Florida known for many things, it's tourism, it's hurricanes and it's traffic Mm -hmm. and uh, not wanting to sit in that traffic for four hours to go to a 45 minute meeting sounded really great to back in the day, want to jump on a WebEx or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But they were just down here, especially we have a relatively more old school business culture. And it's actually one of the things I love about it. And it's just true. But as a result, one of those things was it was expected if it was going to be more than a 10 or 15 minute chat, it was expected that you would come to their place of business, sit down with them around a table and meet. And I will be the first one to admit that's one of the, my favorite parts of my job is getting to go out and sit with people and meet with them and, you know, connect with them in a, in a, in a real way. Um, but as a business person, I also realize where I bring value is in those meetings and the number of meetings I can do in a week 
virtually versus mm-hmm. sitting in that traffic and physically driving to those places. Um, it, a change in process for us that was born out of the COVID times was, you know, the necessity to, we, we knew the meetings had to continue. We knew that we could not for a period of, for a relatively condensed period of time, not meet in person. So we pivoted to those remote meetings. And what's been fascinating to me is, um, it's a loose number, but fewer than 10% the last time I checked of those meetings have returned to in person. Now, for example, I've had two, I've had two of them this week, Mm -hmm. but we used to on a good week, be able to fit four or five into an entire week. This week alone, I was able to have two of those in person. And then I think six or seven other remote ones. And those are all external. Obviously we have numerous internal meetings throughout the day Mm -hmm. as part of what we do, but the, I could have never, not in slept, gotten out to that many <laughs> yeah. in-person meetings in yeah. February 2020 versus April of 2023. And so even as some of those in-person meetings have returned, and they're always valuable. I love, again, getting a chance if it's someone we, the one yesterday was was a partner that, you know, other than some very, very tactical phone calls, had not connected really since before the pandemic because the line of industry that they're in, they've been in crisis mode for the last three years. So right. it was very much tactical. What are the 10 things you need? Okay, we're going to align our resources. We're going to take care of it for you. As Dave very slowly gotten back to some semblance of normal was a finally a chance to reconnect in that physical space. But when I think about the, just the sheer number of meetings we do on a weekly basis that again, the technology has gotten so much better, but the ability to meet was not enabled by that technology. The ability to meet was enabled by people's acceptance of this is sufficiently as good as everyone carving out multiple hours of their day, because like it's a, it, they they have to prepare a meeting space on their end, and it's a yep. disruption to their office flow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah, so breaking some of those what I will very grudgingly call old school mentalities into let's accomplish what we need to accomplish as efficiently as we can, and then move on with our lives. Um, there's a balance to be struck there, but I I mostly choose to focus on the positives of we get to meet with more people more frequently. And so on the whole, have a better relationship with that business or that person. But coming back to the cost of, for me, at least one of the costs to me is I don't get to go out physically to meet with those people nearly as often. So while there's, it's so funny because so much of it is a spectrum because there's aspects of those relationships that I feel that are stronger than ever because of the frequency at which we meet now. Yep. Mm-hmm. But there's also been a cost to it because I've, I still don't feel like I have quote unquote seen some of these people in months, right. if not years, even though I'm seeing them on my screen two to four times a year at minimum. Yeah, there's still that like wall there. Like, yeah, you are looking at them through a camera and talking to them, but they're, yep. yeah, the you same. still know. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm in sure. front of a computer looking through a camera. Yeah. I, I've even noticed lately in myself, and I never would have copped to this just a few years ago. Um, we had a weird string lately where some, for logistical reasons, some of those meetings have even become phone calls. And I've discovered I do not like that. I mean, <laughs> I talk on the phone all day yeah. long as part of my mm-hmm. what I do for a living, but the concept of like, Five years ago, a conference call was just a conference call. That was just a thing we did. Yep. I've gotten so spoiled, fl- flipping this completely on its head, to be able to 
be able to play off of people's facial cues and facial reactions. You don't realize how much you missed it. it. It's like putting blinder. I did conference calls for a decade before, you know, really it was commonplace to do a video call or what, or a video meeting with someone. And now when it's like, especially if it's more than one person, Oh my gosh. It's, I, I literally feel like I'm working with one hand. It's just shocking how that has changed in my own brain too, because I've, I've, taught myself to play as much off of what I can see as much as what I'm hearing. And then removing, literally removing that sense is a shockingly interesting. Um, mm. cause it hasn't, that has not been commonplace for all that long. I've been doing these exact kinds of interactions over the phone three times longer than the majority had flipped to being in front of a camera. And now you take that camera away and I'm kind of having to like very, very subtle, as much as it's been a learned response to watch for those facial cues, I think I've gotten worse at listening for the, because those, those cues are there verbally as well, but you have to listen for them. And I think I've gotten spoiled by being able to see the look in their eyes or kind of that side glance or what have you. And I've forgotten how to listen for, you know, that, that the pause or the change in tone when, you know, you put that talking point out there and you kind of got to listen for, yeah, that That's body great. language. Or, that, uh, and yeah. which, which mm-hmm. one of the two is it going to be? Yeah, that's a huge, like body language is huge. Like when, you, you know, when people communicate yep. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the social cues aspect of it. I mean, it's yes. hard, it's hard to, you know, get those being in person in a room with people also, you know, there, there'll be, there will be a certain subset of people who are going to give you more information or are going to talk right. to you in a different way when you are personally in the room with them that you didn't get on a conference call back mm-hmm. in the day. And I think there, we get some of it by getting video going and having that feel that we're sort of there with everyone. But I still think there's quite a number of, at least our partners that are going to respond better to still having someone in the room with them. Because like Absolutely. you said, there's that old school business mentality and there's those, those social cues are different when you can walk up and start the meeting with a physical handshake yep. that you can't, you know, as much as you're waving at your camera, when you turn your zoom it's call on, it's not the yeah. same as reaching your hand out and giving somebody a firm handshake when you start the meeting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that, that piece of social cue is missing, you know, when yep. you, you know, and, and again, the cost of that's, that's one of the costs of it is, right. is that, you know old school handshake start the meeting or or okay we've just had a really good session we've we've all talked about some stuff you've brought up some things that you know we need to bring attention to we're going to do that here we go and we're going to shake on it you know we're going to go and we're going to take care of these items for you right now handshake and walk out and everyone feels like okay they really understood our needs we we know they're going to go out and work on this and you had that social cue that's been ingrained in us since we were children of that yep. handshake deal and you exit the room it's called that started. for a reason right like yep. that that, yeah. that is a that, that's a saying and it's a saying for yeah. a reason and uh you know, please always get it in writing, but no, um, yeah, right, exactly. But you know, we're missing that in this new, right. new era. That's one of the costs is just, we're, we're kind of missing that, that physical interaction that we've, you know, become so used to it's, it's in everything, every piece of media yeah. that we consume in exchange is, for like shows ease, that. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, pun very much intended. We miss out on that touch point. Yeah. You know, there is, there, there's just that, that, that moment, that inflection point in the interaction. So, and, and obviously a lot of that is very, again, for us and a lot of business external facing, depending on what you do for a living, that a lot of those interactions are, you know, you as the 
player in the business or the business itself facing your clientele, your marketplace. Um, Another area I know we wanted to touch on, um, especially again, as three people that work together from across distance and really more than half of our team anymore is dispersed across various distances. And what would have been positive and negative, some of the costs of the collaboration tools internally facing because i know you know i I'll, I'll admit it one of the things that spurred me reaching out to eric to uh you know t- add this topic to our list was okay full disclosure i was having a great day that day to begin with. <laughs> but um it was one of those moments where i was in the weeds on several things and going back to phones mine wouldn't stop ringing and i knew i needed to really just close everything out and focus on this one thing that was on my plate that day. It really did. The importance of it demanded my full attention. It was just one of those moments. Mm -hmm. So I, I did all the things I could think of to do from physically closing the door to my office. Cause you know, not that there's a ton of people in our building anymore, but there's still enough. So I'm like, okay, there's one. You see my, I, those of you that know me, I'm not a closed door person. So mm-hmm. that's not because I just don't want to talk to people. It's because I actually need to not talk to people for a few minutes. So door is closed. All right. Step one, step two, open up teams, toggle that little sucker to I'm busy. It goes red. Okay. So in my mind, I, I've covered the, oh, and phone on and my cell phone on silent. Cause I'm not mm. that kind of person. If my cell phone rings, I have to answer it. I finally crossed that bridge. <laughs> it, it, it can go to voicemail. If it's that important, you can send me another form of communication or I have a virtual building of people who can deal with what you need Mm -hmm, while I'm focusing on this one thing. So I think my bases are covered door closed, phone on silent teams on busy. We're good. Right. And I want to say it was still a team's call something within the span of about two minutes. Like my, my metaphorical phone kept ringing because our phone system runs through teams as well. And it, and it wouldn't stop. And they were all legitimate things, people that did need things. And they had no way of knowing what the severity was of the thing that I needed to work on because of what it was. It wasn't on my calendar. It was just one of those black hole moments I really needed to, to, to focus on for a chunk of time. And I remember once I've dealt with the third thing that came at me within the span of as many minutes, I called Eric and I'm like, would you please open the podcast list and put on for cost of at the cost of collaboration? Because what clicked in my head is because obviously we all want to be there for our team members. A, it's baked in the DNA of our company and our team, but I also think our industry is by nature very collaborative for the, for the most part. And, and I hope many industries are, but it was one of those moments where I realized the cost of that collaboration was, I thought about that closed door in my office because I mean, I'm not a close my door for the heck of it person. Once upon a time, the vast majority of people I work with would have gotten up from their desk, grabbed a cup of coffee, swung by my office and seen that the door was closed Mm -hmm. and then either shot me an email or waited till later because that was the cue that it's the one time this week, John's door is closed. Mm -hmm. It must be something, you know, air quotes important. Yeah. He must be doing Mm -hmm. something. Right. And those social cues, the cost of, I think some of those social cues is I, I get it. You're, you know, I'm just going to pick on Eric because you're here. It wasn't even you, but you know, Eric's a thousand miles away. He can't see my door. And I also don't expect him in the, in the middle of what is likely equally or more important to him in that moment to necessarily obey the 
one one thousandth of an inch red dot next to my name in his team's list. He's mm. got something he needs. I have made it clear that I want people to reach out to when they need stuff. He's going to hit call now when my phone starts ringing. So it's just, it was just fascinating to me that one of the costs of all these collaboration tools is we've made ourselves so accessible that mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time to the positive, it was just in that moment, it really felt like a negative. Mm-hmm. It's like we made ourselves so accessible. I, I felt other than shutting down my devices or literally logging out of all of those tools, I felt suddenly powerless to truly and wholly focus on that thing I needed to spend time with. And the downside was to do that thing required some of those tools. So even shutting myself out of them truly was not an option. So, and I mean, other other than sending out an all call to our entire team, I would never, (laughs) I would never be the person. Yeah. Attention crew, please don't reach (laughs) out to me for the next two. I I just, I, I would rather Anyway, just we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. That would never be me. <laughs> mm. um, so I did. I, it was just that weird moment where I actually felt powerless to our own tools. With all the best intentions, I and we and everyone else, I made ourselves so accessible. I did not see a clear path to, I need to be in a bubble for the next two hours to accomplish this thing. And that was a really interesting moment that truly felt like the cost of, I continue to believe do not mishear me, that that cost is well worth it because of the things that enables us to do and the way we can, mm-hmm. and the ways yeah. we can serve people. But man, when those moments rear their head, it was just like, wow, this is very, very different than not that long ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's where my head goes with is, you know, you've got that aspect of it that's, you know, on the work side of things where you're needing to focus and it's hard to be able to focus because you are in constant communication through two to four different programs or points of contact. You've got your email, mm-hmm. you've got your your phone, you've got your cell phone, which is a separate number than your desk phone, and you've got like the Teams chat going, all those kind of items and, and, and more. Um, there, there's just a constant way to get in touch with you from multiple points. People can just bombard you with contact. And the thing that my head goes to is, you know, something that everybody talks about a lot, especially, you know, during... Um, the pandemic and and after is this work life balance thing. I was talking about my phone system. Um, you know, I can take my phone with me and, you know, our phone system routes through teams and all of that, which is great. And it works awesome for us. But the thing about that is I have both on my work, I have a separate work cell phone and a personal cell phone, but I keep teams on both, um, just for emergencies. I, I can be reached essentially 24 seven. Right. Like if, if a client, um, you know, or, uh, you know, one of our guys needs to get in touch with me, they can kick off a phone call to me and it will ring to my personal cell phone and my work cell phone and my desk at the same time. Any moment, of any, any moment. Day. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, that's one of the costs of is, you know, back even when I was first getting started, I had that phone was on my desk in a, yep. it was, it was a closet in a basement was where that's I had right. my office <laughs> at that point. I, yep. I would walk out from that closet at the end of my work day and close the door and walk away. And if somebody tried to call my cell phone, they would get my voicemail. I wasn't yeah. in the room anymore. I could walk away from my desk. If I needed, like you're talking about, John, if we didn't have the chat channels and stuff, right. at least installed, we had instant messaging at that point, Yep. Mm-hmm. but I, it was not installed on my personal phone. So if I, on Friday evening, walked away from my desk for the weekend, you I was disconnected. 
And, yeah. and now because of the, the way the tools have changed, I'm no longer disconnected unless I physically uninstall a bunch of applications on my cell phone. And, yep. you know, and I can't do that because I, yeah. I, need, I, I need to be, I need to be able to be there to answer. That's the way sure. that we these are work choices is, that is these that. are choices and, that yeah, these are choices. choices that we make, but I, and, and, and you are so right. And I, I will soft counter that I, and I know that I am the weird one in this regard, but I also know we've talked about this. So I know you, you echo this to a certain degree. I, the, the work life and even work, work balance is, is always been a very important thing to me, but not in the same way that a lot of people define it because a, I am a workaholic. That just is what it is. I, I'm one of those crazy people, and I know I'm not the only one, but I'm one of those crazy people that genuinely loves what he does. Um, I get, I'm shocked every day that people pay me to do this job. But um, <laughs> beyond that, it's very important to me. And so I have, well, even before the tools were readily there, I was the one searching for ways to bring that, to drag that communication with me. And this is yeah, I'm sure this could be unpacked by a professional far more than I would ever want to. <laughs> but um, I I draw most of the time. Going back to, I'm also the person that had a really bad day when I couldn't unplug for those two hours. Mm -hmm. But on the average day, I draw comfort from knowing I can because I don't have to think about being reached. Yeah. I've successfully integrated it into enough places in my life. I can actually. This sounds so counter, but I can disconnect because I know I'm connected if they actually needed me. And a lot of that is a trust equation yep. because mm -hmm. it could be abused yeah. so, so easily. But I know that I do have a team behind me that respects those boundaries without ever being asked. It's one of the things I appreciate about the people we do work with. It's not like we all sit together and have a class once a year about the right ways to reach out to each other. We don't. <laughs> yeah. It's generally accepted and everyone respects it because we're good humans. Um, these are the ways you reach each other. And when you need to break that glass in case of emergency, Emergency, do it without thought because everyone understands you're doing it for a good reason. End of conversation. So I, in a less than physical sense, because I'm obviously not disconnected, but I mentally disconnect easier because I know that tendril of connection is still there. Still there Someone yeah. could break through to me if they needed to. So again, completely counter my point of just a few minutes ago, because it's not a perfect system. But on the average, on the whole, I am comforted by the knowledge that I can be reached if the need is sufficiently high. But the double edge to that same sword is, to your point, Eric, I am connected 24 hours a day, seven days a week, in so much as the most recent example I had of that, and again, very recent change. I had to fly out to Texas for a work event last week, and... I had done the exact same exercise May the previous year, so in 2022. And the 2022 version of this trip, I remember getting on the plane. I would contact, you know, this is something Eric and I have done for years. So I would be out of pocket because of, you know, travel purposes that would that would stop me from being able to communicate. So all those tools cease the minute you take off, right? Mm. Um, you know, let's set airport air, aircraft Wi-Fi aside for a second. You know, you put the thing in airplane mode, you're off for a lot of years. You were just offline. Like that was yeah. it for X number of hours. And then airplane Wi-Fi was there, but it was basically usable to send or receive a couple emails and that's about it. And mm. then I'm also cheap and they started charging an arm and a leg for it. So oh, fine. Yeah. And that was true up until just a year ago. The Wi-Fi was there, but it was not, in my opinion, opinion sufficiently usable that it made it worthwhile what they wanted to charge for the Wi-Fi. So I would really never do it. I, I get on the plane. Um, last week and the entry level version of the wi-fi was 
not only full Wi-Fi, fully usable Wi-Fi that I was checking emails, shooting out Teams messages. I was halfway through the flight before it clicked in my head that I never had to go offline. Like I never really thought about it. I just put my thing in airplane mode because that's what you do. But then, of course, nowadays your device still stays on Wi-Fi even when you put in airplane mode. And Mm -hmm. it's not like I had this conscious moment where I'm like, oh, my God, wow, I'm still on. I was halfway through the flight. Eric, I think I was sending you a message about just a stray thought that had popped in my head. I'm like, hey, can you check this for me? Um, I'll call you about it when I land Um, because I'm still not a monster. and I'm not going to call someone from an airplane (laughs) Um, because those people do exist. Thank you. Yes. Those people (laughs) exist. I don't care what they say. Those people exist. But anyway, um, (laughs) it was literally in that moment I realized, wait a second, what I had just done clicked in my head. And it was just a year before where that would, that would, without taking extra steps, technologically it was possible, but required extra mm-hmm. steps. Right. It had suddenly become, I got on the plane, I sat on the plane, I resumed what I was doing without any other thought yeah. or hurdles to jump over. And that was like, I hate to say it, like the last bastion of I'm going to sit on this airplane <laughs> and read a literal book for the next two hours because I can't even make bring myself to get my switch out of my bag. Like, mm-hmm. nope, game over, man. iPad came out and I was plugged right back in for <laughs> the entirety of that flight. And that's that's new, right? Like that's you. Yeah. 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 The quality of the connection. Yeah. yeah. Usability. Mm-hmm the usability of it. So there we go. Another area where, you know, in that case, the airplane door was shut, but I was still, you know, I was still yeah. accessible, but going back to, because I'm a crazy person, I would, I, Eric knows this because he heard me talk about it too much. I yes, was, John, be, you are a crazy person. Yes. Thank <laughs> oh you. no, that's not. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I, 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 I knew yeah. you knew that part too. No, the, <laughs> I, I would have genuine anxiety going into those trips. Tra- I love travel. Like you can lock me in a plane for six hours, send me across an ocean. I don't care. It was the disconnectedness mm-hmm. again, not because of Twitter or Facebook. We're not going to interrogate my hate of social media. It was the, it was going back to what we were talking about before. If someone needed me, the world is not going to end. I'm not that important, but there are still people whose day could be made worse from a business perspective. They can't reach me for a thing. That is just a, a part of the burden of my role. And if the anxiety that would come from, if that moment arose while I was in that tin can for those hours, what bad things could happen to someone in those hours? Like that was a genuine source of anxiety for me. And I will admit that was an amazing feeling on that flight last week when I realized that was gone. Yeah. yeah. My you entire team about it, our, could reach me. I was not going to take a, you know, call from a client. I was not going to join a zoom call from the air. Like, again, I'm not a monster, (laughs) but the knowledge that if you guys had something come at you, the ability to reach out. And I was still a touch point throughout that entire experience. That was game changing to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will bookend that with, I am also very mindful that I am the outlier in that regard. There are, I'm sure many people, even in a work sense who look forward to that period of time where <laughs> yeah. it's like, sorry, man, I'm, it's, it's a travel day. Yeah, I'm going to be out hours, of pocket. Yeah. I'm going to be out of pocket most of the day and going back to the cost of, I imagine it's not going to take long before the expectation catches yep. up with people where right. it's like, that's the I don't cost. care if it's a trap. Yeah. I don't care if it's a travel day. You're on the clock. You know, w- w- why is that email been sitting in your inbox all like, day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the thing that I think that that's where the cost of really comes into this is, you went on that plane, you, you made a conscious decision to stay connected 
you have yep. the tools now to stay connected, which is really good. That's the that's the upside to it is you're able to now make that choice. You made the choice to to remain connected, and if people make the choice to go disconnected, then that's their choice, and they should have the ability to do that. But I think that's where the cost of comes in is at some point that that's not going to be a choice anymore. It, that that yeah you know, gets taken away. And now it's like you said, the expectation is you will be connected at all times because I know there is a way for you to remain connected at all times. So don't try to tell me that you're going to be on a plane and not be able to be reached. You know, your, your job description right here and your salary says that I should be able to reach you. So I'm going to, and you're going to pick up and be on video while you're sitting in coach next to a screaming (laughs) baby, you know, it's, it'll become the expectation and that's where the cost comes in, I think. Yeah, no, it, 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 the key word, I think, to all of it is the expectation, yep. uh, abilities versus expe- expectations. The ability to do something is one category. The expectation that you're going to do it because you can, because you have that ability. That's where, unfortunately, we as a society can't get out of our own way because we allow, yeah. be it based in greed or convenience or just being disconnected from the humanity of it all. Um, when those expectations start to build, unfortunately, I, I really do think it's when it's when the cost of starts to catch up yeah. with all the goodness that comes from what these technologies can do and what it does enable us to do um, as people, as a company, as service providers, as whatever it is you do in your walk of life. You know, if I thought these tools were by themselves inherently dangerous, I would not make it my life's work to bring them to as many people as possible. I do believe that. But also these tools are dangerous. They can be, we've talked about from a security perspective in the past. We've talked about from a, what does it cost you personally, you know, again, from a headspace, from a mentality perspective, and then just quality of life, quality of work life. Um, I'm just a firm believer, you know, we, we throw Eric on a plane, not frequently, but every so often, either get him down here, get him somewhere else. And I'll put it out here on this show and to Eric as a person, if I ever get to the point where I expect you to be connected or I have failed at my yeah. job, at my role, at our culture. And I think the industry, our industry, especially, but industries a- a- abroad should be spending more time considering what is the cost of the ask of your team members, of your clientele, of your partners, that, that if that's where your expectation has arrived, speaking for myself, that is the line where the cost is too high. So when we talk about the cost of things, you know, the whole concept of cost is when does it cost too much? Mm -hmm. When that truly universally becomes the expectation, I do actually believe the cost at that point has become too much. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, with no when there's no option. Yeah. So well, on that bombshell, we uh, we <laughs> went and we we went in this week knowing there was a, not going to be a long one um, because let, let's face it, this topic is built on the foundation of really really cool stuff. You know, we again we build these oh, yeah. tools, we provide these tools. And if we didn't believe in them, we wouldn't be using them or making it part. We could all be doing something else. We choose to do this because we're passionate and we love it. Um, but on the flip side, the negatives to ignore the negatives is to allow them to win. But I also, you know, I'm always mindful of over-focusing on them because then we take something that could be really, really great and make it really, really scary. And that's, you know, that's as counterproductive as anything else. So with that, uh, anything else y'all have to wrap it up this week? I don't think so. 
just uh, unplug if you need to, I guess. Yeah. That's but it. Not from Especially our show. You. Keep listening to our show. That's right. <laughs> Make sure you like and subscribe. There we go. No, you know, <laughs> truly, we we record these and typically release on a Friday. So seriously, folks, go uh, go find your version of at least the busy notify, or or if you can, just log out. Don't be me. There, there, there's your, there's your <laughs> don't nugget. Don't, go, go, go log out for the weekend. So this weekend, don't be John. Yeah. That, that, John gave you permission. Was, log out. If there was anything to be a t-shirt, that was it. But, <laughs> <laughs> on that, we will wrap it up and catch you next time. Later. Later. Later.